Hi folks, this podcast is recorded in a house with animals, and we haven't thrown them out yet, so they might wander in at any time. I know for a fact Tiny Orange Cat is asleep behind me, as is is Lacey the Hound asleep yes, in hound the... Yes, yep. Hound is on the dog bed. Hound is on the dog bed, so there you go. So, noisy interruptions are a possibility. Also, we swear... And while we are not planning on talking about anything intimate or of an adult nature, you should be aware that we swear, and because iTunes only has two settings, clean and explicit, we kind of have to mark it explicit, and I, I really apologize for that, but I can't get through a day without saying at least once the word fuck in front of a microphone. There, see, I ripped the band-aid right off. You have. You have. So, we have gone blue. PG-13. PG-13. Um, all right, then. Hi, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode... What episode are we on? We are on episode 42. I had to look at my calendar. That's why I've got the numbers on weird oh. days, is so that I know what episode number is happening that day. And That's we're doing awesome. letters this week. And I have a whole backlog of letters because, like I said, um, last month, like the day after we did the letter show, I was like, man, things don't seem, it seems like I'm not getting alerts for things. And it turns out mail was horked up on the server. And so I went in and I made some adjustments and suddenly, boom, I had a whole bunch of feedback come in. Also, it occurs to me, before mm -hmm. I forget, we should get this out of the way. Yeah. 42. It is the answer. But what is the question? Well... That's what we're here to take the questions and try to answer. No. No? No. I tried to segue. You did, and and we're not even doing that yet. We're still on the um on the uh the part of the show where we talk about what we did this last yes, week. Yes, but my attention span's not very long. I was gonna forget the forty two joke and then people are gonna be like, I can't believe you didn't make a Douglas Adams joke and you know <laughs> Where is our nerd cred now? All right, so we got that out of the way, and Yay. so we will not have the answers to the question, the great question of life, the universe, and everything later. We will have... Unless it involves planners. We will have the answers to your letters. Please, God, let the universe not be so poorly run that the answer to the great question involves planners. So there's that. My week has been actually very productive. Yay! I've got uh, three interviews recorded, ready for the month of April. I've gotten a lot done at work. I planned out... I did long-term planning this past week Ooh. on tasks and things I need to get in place and then started actually acting on them. And it feels really good to be in a situation where the work isn't coming in so fast that you can't do the important stuff. It's all urgent and important or urgent, not important, but somebody it's important to someone. So now it's your problem. And to be able to, as they say, I believe it's, um, the uh, Franklin Covey stuff, where they say I I'm able to operate in quadrant one, and that is important but not urgent. Uh, quadrant two being important and urgent, which is where you don't want to be. And then you've got urgent and not important and not urgent and not important. It's the other two quadrants. It's a square, right? Okay. And so it's a, it's a matrix. And the whole idea is to spend your time on the things that are important but not urgent, because those are the most valuable things. The difficulty is that we tend to spend a lot of time in the uh, in the area of working on things that are urgent and important, or urgent and not important. This reminds me of my my mother and stepfather's theory of art. Okay. It was also a square. It was also a square. Okay. Yes, it was a very simple grid, mm -hmm. and it was 
good good art. Right. Good bad art. Yep. Bad good art. Mm-hmm. And bad bad art. And okay. And their ambition was always to make good good art. Right. And mine has always been to make good bad art. Okay. Yeah, that works. That Both works. of which are better than making bad good art. Uh huh. Or bad bad art. It, it's kind of like my web comic rule. And that oh, is the art and writing. Yeah. That um. That. That's not your webcomic rule. I you stole that from me. I probably did, but I say it more than you do, even even now. Okay, that's true. <clears throat> the whole the whole idea that um, good writing will make up for bad art, but amazing art won't make up for bad writing. Yes, and so good artists art, everywhere hate that fact so much. They do. They do. It's the Mega Tokyo rule. Yes, and I call it that. Yes, you did name it the Mega Tokyo rule. That's right. Anyway, uh, is Mega Tokyo even still around? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I stopped paying attention to it years ago. Uh, beautiful, beautiful comic. Oh, amazing. Beautiful art. Better art than I will ever do. Mm-hmm. And for a while, quite good writing. Oh, yeah. And then the writer went away, and the beautiful art could not hold up. Yep. There are examples on the other end of the spectrum where the art is dreadful, but you keep coming back for the storyline. Mm-hmm. Every webcomic artist on Earth secretly suspects they fall in that category. Yeah. There was a medium post by a guy who I kind of wanted to go out and smack, who was basically, learn to draw if you're going to do a webcomic. Stop doing webcomics with bad art. And I wanted to reach into my screen and choke him. It's a good thing that none of us have forced choke among our Sith powers. I mean, mostly we have forced bitch Mm -hmm. on the internet. And he, he was even, like, ragging on... XKCD. Oh, you do not rag on That's XKCD. That's right, yeah. Because it was making bad art do a lot of work, and I'm like, you don't realize, I mean, like, he hand-draws the grids for black holes when he's bored. I've, you know, his sketchbooks are things of amazement. And also, it doesn't need to be any better. It right. works great as right. it is. Anyway, yeah. I was, I was very vexed by that. dinosaur comics. Yeah, dinosaur comics, um... I can think of several comics where the art isn't fantastic, but, but I keep... we don't want to name any of them because it would be unkind? Uh, correct. Yeah, there we go. Anyway. Anyway. So, mm-hmm. webcomics. Yep. But, um, I mean, it, it aren't falls we into the same thing. for a webcomics renaissance sometime soon where, like, like startup bros believe they've invented it? Uh, I think we've got a good ten years for that. Well, because they just started that with podcasting again. Uh, the podcasting thing, which which is interesting, yeah, the tech bros are, are saying they invented podcasting, which is... Yes, just now. Just now, which we all know is bullshit. We know the first lady of podcasting, Mer Lafferty. She's been on the show. <laughs> the the queen mother of podcasting. She's going to smack me for that reference, Well, for she? the queen mother thing, perhaps. Yeah, but the... The idea that they have reinvented podcasting is crap. A lot of it. No one was doing it. Right. Uh, a lot of that's just a money grab because when NPR started looking for funding and started doing like heavily podcasts and doing the 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 advertising there, that is when I think we started to see the second wave of of podcast pop- popularity. I'm I'm waiting for the second wave of web comics. Are you going to do another web comic? Oh Jesus, no. <laughs> Uh, sorry, guys. I know everyone wants the. the it was like excited. No, yeah. No, no. Uh, bury me in the. Kevin has orders to bury me in the backyard. If yes. I even think yes. about that, uh, I, I, uh, which, which actually segues nicely. Part of the reason is I'm, I'm burned out on art right now. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this before. I am getting increasingly burned out on illustration, and 
I did manage to get a painting done in the last week, which I was proud of, but it's, I am not feeling any desire to draw. I, nothing right. is nagging right. at me. I'm not like, I want to go do an art thing. I'm just like, I want to garden and write. I mm-hmm. do not feel any desire to draw anything. So, and that's fine. Which is fine for now because I don't have to draw anything. Right, right. Hopefully, in a month or so, that will come back mm-hmm. as I need to get originals done for Anthrocon. But, Indeed. you know, Indeed. the. It is it is certainly possible to burn yourself out on one creative endeavor mm-hmm. and and I knew I was doing it and I made the choice to do it because career and money yeah. and no. you know these these are it, it it's a thing that has to be done, right? Yeah. It's that's Sorry life. about the clicking. Well, there we go. Better better waveform. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, um Hi Hound. Yes, here Hello. she is now. This is, this is Ernie. Hi Ernie. Sad, so sad Ernie's account. come to visit, and we'll we'll actually I have a letter about burnout to read a little later on. Okay, excellent. And oh, I, I should I have been productive this week. Though. Have you though? Okay. Yes, uh, I have been editing. You yes, I've been important. editing like a bear. There was a lot of editing to do. I am I have hit two hundred out of three hundred pages. Mm-hmm. Um, gone through, added some scenes, fixed some stuff, uh, and I've gardened a lot and is this for a hamster project or the no, other no. thing this is for the uh, the horror novel okay the, the t king fisher novel due out next yes. year Hopefully awesome due out next year yes uh the yeah i mean i'm i am currently done with hamsters i owe them i have to check the final layouts and then basically mm-hmm. i am off the hook if i never wanted to write another children's book novel i could uh i want to however well, I have to finish editing one, but I have a pitch that I need to set up. Right. But, um, and see if they pull up the dump truck full of money. Exactly. And we're the yeah. The the thing that whole idea there were It's there, not a literal dump truck. It's not a literal dump truck. But <laughs> I uh, wish. we we ask ourselves often why do do authors just continue to plow out books in a series when you can tell they're not really into it, but people are buying it. And it's because we figure the publisher drives up uh, the metaphorical dump truck of money. And what are they going to do? Say no to a large, you know, to a dump truck full of money? No. Um, It also came from, I think we talked about it at one point, I was doing some interviewing with Google. That didn't pan out. Uh, Yeah, you weren't talking about the dump truck full of money, though. You were talking about the elephant that shits gold. Right. I was about to go there. Ah, yes. Yes. And it it was, so what happens if they like me and they want me to move somewhere to join Google and they bring in, cause they didn't have a North Carolina office at the time yes. nearby. And what if, you know, what, what would, what would it take? And I'm like, well, an elephant that shits gold. And she's like, you realize Google could possibly do that, <laughs> which would be un- un- unpleasant for everyone. I think, but for an elephant that shits gold, you know, I'm, I'm willing to change my lifestyle some. Yes. Uh, perhaps fortunately it did not come to that. But, no, uh... no. Which is fine, because I honestly like my life right now. I'm pretty Um, happy with where we're at, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so Mm -hmm. yes, uh, so I have been editing, Mm -hmm. which is what I need to be doing. Uh, I have been gardening, which is what I need to be doing right now, because if I don't get the garden under control now, it goes feral very quickly. (laughs) And we Uh, can't have that. No, to uh, to Mm -hmm. borrow our friend Lance's phrase. Yes. And... It's it's been good. It mm-hmm. has honestly been a, a almost a restful week or so of not having good. things hanging over me waiting to crash. That's Soon excellent. they yeah. will fall and crash again, but I'm enjoying the peace while it lasts. Such such hope and such uh positivity in your life. 
Yes. It had to happen eventually. Mankind cannot run on cynicism alone. Mm, fair. So, Mankind needs coffee to supplement cynicism. So very true. Yes. We'll be right back with your letters after this quick break, and hopefully I can get some more... What's your happy juice tonight? Is that a rum and coke? Oh, uh, this is Jack and Coke. I'm out Jack of rum. Oh, okay. No, wait, so, this is Jameson's and Coke. That's a step up from Jack and Coke, as far as I'm concerned, but... Woo! All right, we'll be right back. Time for listener letters. Are you ready? I am so ready. I was born ready. All right. All right. So we, we, this is all the way back from January. And now we feel bad. Yes. Male hork. Oh, I'm very sorry about this one, Mandy. On your last episode, a listener had written in asking if you knew of a planner that begins on Saturday. The Agendio planner, agendio.com, is fully customizable and one can choose their planner layout. They're a bit pricey. But it's worth it if someone is looking for a very specific setup and wants a pre-bound planner. Now, I took a look, and yeah, they are pretty pretty slick looking. But they are also uh, reasonably pricey, so yes. Thank you for your podcast. I appreciate the information, the interviews, and the caring conversations between yourself, Ursula, and others about gender, mental health, and, of course, productivity. I look forward to many episodes to come. Be well, Mandy. So, thank you, Mandy. And thank you for the recommendation. I did check it out. They look really nice. I just can't justify springing for one right now. <laughs> and I've got my I've, I've got my sweet spot set up right now, so that's been pretty cool. Let's see. Next up, oh, this is a long one. Um, you can you can scan it and summarize while mm-hmm, I talk mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. internet if you want. No, 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 no. Um, I have nothing to say, I just babble. Hi, Kevin. As I'm pretty sure much all of your emails from listeners start, I have to plug my hi, I love you guys, and listen to KUEC Hidden Almanac, as well as having listened to Productivity Alchemy since the first episode flew a few months ago. I've also interacted with both you and Ursula and Andrea of Chicken Giving Fame (laughs) on Twitter under my handle of Alicia Adulting. Oh, I know you! Yes, I'm glad the chickens have settled in well. I love the message of Productivity Alchemy and how productivity can look different for everyone. But as I think back, your guests have really been all, have really kind of all been of the same kind. A young podcast, that's completely understandable and allowable. But given that I'm currently sitting as a furloughed federal employee under a government shutdown and unable to legally do anything productive for my work, my urge to do something useful and helpful has finally surpassed cleaning the bathroom. And I thought I would drop you a note that I've been meaning to write for a while. Oh, dear Lord. Yes. I'm so sorry. Well, this was back in, um, oh, uh, January. So, all of your guests have been A artist types, B tech types, or C managers of those two things, because, hey, that's what you and Ursula are, and that is completely okay, because you're interviewing people you know, and working with things you know. As I sit here adjusting my happy planner with snarky stickers all over the platitudes that Ursula hated so much, (laughs) 
with bigger disc bindings and lamenting the ability to put my work stuff in for the moment, it came to me that maybe, not to toot my own horn, but maybe I would be a good guest for Productivity Alchemy. You should totally interview her. I like her. I did. Uh, on Sunday. Oh, you did? I did. On Sunday. Oh, my God. This is timely. Right. So in about two weeks, I will have my interview with Alicia. It was a great it was a great talk. I'm not actually going to go through the rest of the letter because we got no, to the no important spoilers. part. I don't want, no, no spoilers. No, no spoilers. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's it's an awesome talk. I had a lot of fun talking to her, and I cannot wait for the rest of the world to hear it um, when when we can, when when the time comes. All right, let's see. Thank um, you, Alicia. Mm-hmm. Here we go, January again. I'm sorry I insulted the recipes coming out of the Department of the Interior. (laughs) So, all right, tangent time. And I apologize, folks. So the interesting thing is a lot of the recipes that came out during the Depression were actually came out of things like um, HUD and the Department of the Interior and that sort of thing because with the food rationing and... There was a real stretch to find ways to not only make that food last longer, but to create nutritious meals out of it. If all you're getting is like a pound of beans a week, and maybe if you're lucky, some ketchup and an onion or two, you got to find ways to make it stretch, and you got to find ways to make it taste differently. Now, by our modern taste, a lot of these recipes looked pretty freaking horrible. Um <laughs> But there's a long history with the Department of Interior and... Um, the Department of Interior, the, 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 or, the National Park Service. Well, the, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I, I mean, that's the overarching department. Um, Health and Human Services and uh, the FDA and all those guys. There, There's a long history of the government putting out recipes. So... Okay, well, this came about because I think I told Secretary Zinke to go fuck himself on Twitter. Well, that's okay. Yeah, he can he he can go right off and fuck himself. Yes, right. But it was on a tweet about the recipes, and yeah, Alicia's <laughs> like, honestly, these probably aren't his recipes. These are sourced from the employees. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, sorry. It's I see his name, and I just go into a red frothing rage. It's that's that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and that Pruitt guy. So Moving enough on. enough on that. Yes. Um, Hey, Kevin, just wanted to say that your last episode where you announced you were changing jobs has really come at an excellent time. I literally just accepted a job today, and while I will be signing the offer paper sometime this week, I will be exploding into super-duper organized mode very shortly because I'm moving as well. Oh, dude. I am so sorry. Uh, well, um, we're sorry about the having to move and right, the job right, right, right. But congrats on the new job! Absolutely. It's also a job switch for stress-related reasons that I burned out really bad this past summer, and it's taken me until now to recover. Preaching to the choir. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Solidarity. I yep. lift my, my James and Coke to you. <laughs> the pay wasn't worth the stress. Maybe someone who doesn't have anxiety can handle it, but I no longer want to. So I just wanted to say thanks for talking candidly about your life, because right now it feels like no one else is doing dramatic things like move eight hours north basically to Canada or leave a decent job. But that's only true for my friend group, and I need to remember that we all have shit going on. It's true. It really is. We're sorry it took so long Mm -hmm. to get to this letter, but I hope you are well settled in your job and your move now. Mm -hmm. And that everything is going awesome and your stress levels are down. Yeah, mine certainly are. 
Yeah, Kevin, you, you, in the morning now, you go out and sit with the chickens. I'm not, well, yeah, because I'm not stressed about I have to be online by a certain time, and if I'm not online by a certain time, I'm letting the rest of the team down, and the customers, and why am I, you know, I'm not stressing about that. And we're so. not talking like he sits out there for two hours, we're no. talking like an extra ten minutes. You know? I go out with my coffee, and my phone, and maybe I'll look at the really cool stuff on Instagram from the people I follow, and then I'll post a chicken photo or video, and I just sort of let my morning evolve on its own instead of being driven by a, I have to be somewhere, I have to be online, I have to be doing X at a specific time, and if I'm not doing it at a specific time, I'm letting my team down. Right? So, it's it's been a fantastic change, and I'm just really enjoying it. And I mean, I, I, you're still putting in a lot of hours. It's not like, you know, this is a... a yeah, but, yeah. But it, you're, you seem much calmer. Well, and this time... Sorry, we're going to go on a tangent again. The, the difference is that I'm putting in a lot of hours not because it's required or because I'm so far behind there's no possible way for me to catch up without working 12 to 16 hours a day. I'm putting in the hours because I'm actually getting wrapped up in the thing I'm doing. And I'm looking... I'm not realizing that it's 6.30 p.m. and I should be stopping for dinner because I've spent, you know, two hours solving a problem or, you know, making system changes. And I'm just like, I, if I could get the one more done, one more done, and I could feel accomplished today or I'll feel more accomplished today. At my old job, it was much more of a, if I don't just plow through this, we're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. And reports from my former coworkers are that that hasn't changed they've just got fewer people to do things now so it's um it's unfortunate but it's it's how some environments are right I, i'm certainly mm -hmm. glad that you it, it is much healthier for you i think now you've oh, yeah. been able to step down some meds You're yeah I've, I've started backing off the dosage on my zoloft so i'm down to this is how 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 it hit. I'm I'm doing 150 milligrams every other day and 100 milligrams on the 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 alternate days. With all with almost all the SSRIs, you gotta step yeah. it down gradually. Don't cold turkey it. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm hopeful that two weeks of doing this and then two weeks at 100 milligrams and then two weeks alternating 100 milligrams and 50 milligrams, I can get back down to the 50 milligrams that is the, it keeps me from, you know, wigging out at a traffic light, but not having to suppress and over-medicate or not, not have to compensate for extreme levels of, of work stress that have also given me, you know, high blood pressure. It's, it's, mm -hmm. Ideally, and God knows we can't all manage this. It is yep. nice to just medicate to the point where you are fixing the thing that is that is in your brain that is running short, as opposed to trying to keep up with the world crushing you. Also, your brain running short. Yeah, and it was well, but that's the that's the difference, right? That's that edge of burnout I was teetering on for I think the third time. Yeah. Is that. Rather than let myself burn out, I was just in, we were, I was just working with my doctor and increasing the medication to keep me functional, because if I had not done that, there was going to be a break and things would have been bad despite the medication. Yeah, and that's that's a place we don't want to be in. That's a place no one wants to be in. I mean, God knows we've all fried ourselves once. Maybe you haven't, Internet. If you right. are one of those fortunate few, I. Uh, mm -hmm. 
oh, oh God, I, I, I want to hug you and protect you. <laughs> you, you, oh God, sweet summer child, the world will be unkind. Be protect that. <laughs> uh, eh? Yeah, eh? the 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 world breaks almost everybody at some point, and. Yeah. Yeah, there's that whole Hemingway line about being stronger at the broken place. No, sometimes, I mean, maybe if you get your heart broken, you're stronger afterward in that sense. No, you burn out, and it's like a trick ankle. Those tendons will never heal up all the way again. It'll go out on you occasionally. You'll just be like, ah, fuck my life. I have two trick ankles. Yeah, you've... uh... (laughs) That's uh, it's and it's it's fun to watch. No, it isn't. It's really horrible to watch. And you broke your, you cracked a uh, did you was it an extreme sprain or did you actually crack the bone that one time? Uh, the time I fell off the deck screaming, or the time the time I... you fell off the deck screaming, screaming. Oh yeah. no, that was a. Uh, uh, all the doctors were like, a break would heal sooner. I'm like, oh, that's oh, lovely. Fun. Yeah. No, that was a level two tendon tear. Ooh. Uh, no, that was good. Level three, the tendons would have just come off the bone, and then I would have been in a whole world of hurt. Oh, the bit, the bit where it goes, yeah, I've, I've actually seen like footage of that happen to somebody, yeah, and it just looks like it's horrible. Yeah, no, this, yeah. this was, okay. this was too edging up, but not mm-hmm. completely. And um, I was, uh, someone actually sent me an email a while ago saying, "I heard your ankle went bad. How did you fix it so quickly?" And. <laughs> <laughs> I felt terrible because I wanted because they were like, you know, I tore mine up seven months ago. I've been in physical therapy. It's still not doing well. And what am I? All I have to say is I stayed in denial for a really long damn time, limped everywhere, refused to use a cane, finally started using a cane when people yelled at me. And you're welcome. Uh, uh, it wasn't you, witchy bunny, at answered. Yes, well who uses one and was like, you will take my goddamn cane to the bathroom with you because, uh, <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, and after a suitable period of denial that I think was about five months, uh, things worked again. Yeah. And we were wrapping your ankle. With, yeah. Uh, uh, with uh, horse tape. Wrap, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is much cheaper to get the, the veterinary ankle wrap than like the kinesiology tape. Yeah. Or and it comes in such really cool colors. Yes. And you can buy it for, like... A buck a roll at yeah. uh, the feed store. So, yeah, I've had, like, purple and blue and hot pink. I mean, I keep I keep rolls in my kit for when I'm going to be working a security gig because it's really handy stuff to have around. It also helped that about two months later, um, and maybe a month later, I don't even remember, I was at uh, a con where, mm-hmm. you know, again, I was yelled at about using a cane, and uh, one of the other people in security was is a doctor, and was like, let me see your damn foot, miss, I won't go to physical therapy, <laughs> does the thing, and is like, okay, well, hi, this Bob. Is, <laughs> hi, Bob, <laughs> level two, I know it's not level three, because your foot's still attached, and I can tell this hurts, but it doesn't hurt so much you just punched me. So, all right. Here's how you exactly you wrap it. He was much better, <laughs> frankly, than the ER doctors, who were nice, but, you know, yep. they're generalists. And, uh... Yeah. I, just, I just had a brilliant idea for, um... Uh, for MAGFest next year. The venue has a no-nipple policy that applies why to both sexes. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's That'd why I'm writing it down. Easier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and okay. I don't have to worry about. Rat rap, yeah. Yeah, I don't have to worry about. Uh, uh, like we had a problem with a guy who was he was in a brilliant Vega from Street Fighter costume, shirtless, of course, and he kept 
and I'm putting this in air quote, losing the tape we had wrapped around him, that ain't gonna happen with Fet Rap. As you're sweating on the dance floor, it, it might get a little tighter. Yeah, the mm-hmm. uh, the the Although, policy is that male or female, you cannot display nipples, so they will wrap right. you in tape or whatever. Yes, we prefer that you do it yourself, and the one guy who was <laughs> the Kylo Ren, everyone was yelling at. Yeah, there was there was there was the Kylo. Someone was doing shirtless Kylo Ren, and <laughs> uh, at least one of the one of the people was like, "If I find that guy, I am just going to," because like a couple people told him that he needed to, to do it. And he was like, I'm not doing it. This is my costume. And we were getting a little incensed. So It's con policy, man. It's not you. It's venue policy. It's, yeah, venue it's, policy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the hotel. It's so. the, the hotel will throw you out and you won't be allowed back in. Yeah. You know. Uh, I wonder if you can get, get peach colored or... Flush tone. Okay. Now we have to be careful with that. Yeah. We have to we if if we say flesh tone we have to get a variety of colors. That is absolutely because true. I, I flesh tone is different for everybody. You are 100% correct in that. Uh so uh, peach would only work on certain skin types. Exactly, which yes. is why I was thinking we might need a cocoa and a chocolate and um a uh, cafe au lait. Metaphors, man, for they're the best. That's the colors I come up with. Yeah, I but, but don't no. know Pantone. It, 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 no, no, that, that, that's the that's the uh, side note. When you are uh, writing, um, right? Uh, people of color. People of color mm-hmm. do not describe their skin tone in food metaphors. There, there's particularly not if it's a sex thing because it's like oh the, yeah, the no, love yeah, of God. No. There has been enough objectification and treatment of, right. of as consumable commodities. Just. Pick another goddamn metaphor. In, in that food. case, in that case, a, a wide range of, of browns and pink to white because pink doesn't really work for me. Um, or we'll just go you with look a, great in pink. electric blue and electric orange to show that, haha, you did not plan appropriately. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, <clears throat> so so we we diverged there for a minute. Um, back to the letter. Um, diverged in a yellow wood yeah. and I. On a final note, I'm the OneNote user with a seed collection. I suggested my dad use it for his farm projects. I am so behind on entering mm-hmm. my seeds into OneNote, and I shouldn't be because I picked up a whole bunch, and mm-hmm. now I totally need to update everything that's sprouted. Well, he went to town and has far surpassed me in complexity of use and all the things he's doing. It also linked with my mom's phone so she can access two buy lists for the farm and other interesting things. That is fantastic. That's awesome. Thanks for helping me out, and I want to let you know your productivity is reaching all sorts of people. Uh, that one was from um, Unicorn Duke. And yeah, no, I'm glad. That's that's awesome. That's really awesome. I, I mm-hmm. have been uh, uh, using OneNote, but the thing is, I was using, I was entering my seed collection in it when I couldn't go out and plant seeds, and now it's like I could be in mm-hmm. the garden right this minute, so yep. my organization is getting away from me. Now, and yeah, now this next... Um, this next one, I am really, really sorry because it isn't as timely as it could have been. Okay. And wish I, I, I wish the email had come in sooner. Um, which is not your fault, but but well, email. it feels a little bit like it. Yeah. No, no, I meant the letter writer. Oh yeah. It's totally yeah. your fault. I'm yeah. gonna beat you after this. Okay, time. that's fine. <laughs> I've just started listening to Productivity Alchemy, and I really enjoy it. I know both of us are starting new jobs next week. Any suggestions for how to support oneself during a major transition so that the rest of one's life doesn't fly off the rails? Also, my new job will involve significantly more travel. Do you or Ursula have suggestions for staying organized and sane while traveling for business? I do. Uh, yes. But first, the first part first. 
Um, the first part first is, you know, you're doing a major transition like that, so it's going to be hard. You can expect things to fall off the rails. So to, I guess, sort of reiterate what Michelle was saying in an interview two weeks ago, focus on the, the most important things. Focus on yourself, the job, and your relationships. And if your house is kind of messy, or your car needs a bath, or whatever, don't stress about it. If you can't help but stress about it, pay someone else to do it if you possibly can. Um, we'll talk in a couple weeks with someone else who, who had has had some big upheavals and how she managed to keep things organized or what she took control of. And a lot of it's about control, right? There are going to be a lot of things as you're making these transitions you don't feel like you're in control of. And so you want to be in control of the things you can be in control of. And sometimes, yeah, that's making sure your car gets cleaned out or making sure the sink gets scrubbed every day. Whatever makes you feel better. Um, but the rest of it is, you know what? Do your best. You can always untangle later. It's not as hard as it seems, especially if you've got some foundation, you've already got foundational pieces. If you don't have foundational pieces, there's never a better time to start than yesterday. Foundational right? pieces? Foundation, um, like, uh, well, uh, like Google Calendar, if you're going to use calendars okay. a lot, or a planner, or just, just something where you can put down the things that need to be done on a specific day, and then mark them done. Okay, you see, the thing is that I'm going foundational pieces because that's uh, something that Oops, uh, sorry. people talk about uh, in clothing, for example. Do you have some foundational pieces, like the little black dress? Uh, in my case, yes. I have uh, a basic pair of blue jeans and a basic black pair of motorcycle <laughs> boots. That's the foundation for pretty much all my wardrobe. Right, but you see why I was like, um, okay, that's... But, I mean, that, that's, it's the I, same I would say principle. forgive yourself for the stuff that falls by the wayside. Absolutely. It's... Yep. If a friend of yours was like, I am doing all of these things. Things are gotten out of control. Mm -hmm. Would you be like, I judge you for the dishes <laughs> in the sink? Or would you be like, if somebody judges you about the dishes in the sink, I will fight them? Matter of fact, I'm going to help out by doing the dishes while I'm here. That's yeah. the, that is, if they want you to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the bestest of friends, actually. Well, if if yeah. they're if you want somebody to do your mm -hmm. dishes, I mean, there are people for whom having someone else do the dishes would be a terrible shame upon their house. But uh, people are different. But only because they do it wrong. Yes, Kevin has very specific <laughs> requirements for how the dishwasher is loaded, so we won't get into that. Mm -hmm. um, treat yourself like you were your own friend. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a hard one. Oh, yeah, totally. It's very hard, yeah. But, I mean, if, mm -hmm. if somebody else was judging a friend of yours for the thing you're judging yourself over, you would you would cut them. Yes. Hi, Sergey. Hi, Sergey. Are you here to be an ass? Because you've been an ass all day in here, so... It's okay to judge people if they're being bullied by mm. their own cat. Though. Yes. Um, okay, okay, so... Travel. Travel, travel though. Yes. Yeah, you, you and I both have, have different travel mastery styles. Yes. So. I get, uh, I have a, for book tours particularly, I have a 
carry-on suitcase that I try to put everything in carry-on. Mm-hmm. And it is small. It fits in an overhead bin. I'm not being a dick about it. If worse comes to worse, I can shove it under my seat. Right. Um, that may or may not be feasible for you. For example, you have to physically be able to lift it over your head mm-hmm. because uh, otherwise you're relying on the kindness of strangers and frequently flight attendants are iffy about that. So yeah. this is a uh, only if you're physically able. And there are days uh, if my back is is uh, getting to be where I'm like, this is this could go bad. So mm-hmm. take that with a grain of salt. Um, I have to do the carry on specifically because when I am on book tour, if someone, if an airline loses my luggage, I am wearing the same clothing for potentially days because I'm only staying one night at any given right. place. And anytime I get to stay two nights at a place is like angels singing from <laughs> on high. So, I, again, you know that's a that's a thing. What I do is, and I can get away with this again because I'm not seeing the same people every day. Mm-hmm. I have I wear the I have a uniform. I have yes. uh, dark jeans, a black t-shirt, and either a uh, – these days I have a leather jacket that goes over it, or it, depending on the weather or where I'm traveling, mm-hmm. I'll have like a wrap or something that goes over the top. Uh, I have a variety of chunky necklaces that say art teacher or children's book author. <laughs> and, and honestly, this is, um, th- this is a complicated subject, actually. The chunky necklace <laughs> is uh, – th- these are my – the chunky necklace is my equivalent of Clark Kent's glass, glasses. Um, when I am wearing the chunky necklace, I am a children's book author. And I don't swear, and I am painfully pleasant, and I am... Uh, no one will ever believe I'm good with children, but because I'm not, but I am at She's least... She's not. Yes. I mean, they're, them's the breaks, you know, but <laughs> I am... Uh, I don't know. I don't immediately segue into let me tell you about hyena genitalia. Uh, and we're all thankful for that. Yes. Although they are fascinating. They are. Uh, as soon as I take the chunky necklace off, and lately I take off the chunky necklace, I put on the hat, and now I am Ursula Vernon Traveler, <laughs> who is no longer a children's book author and gets to say fuck and goes through security, looks at the time, goes to the hotel, to the airport bar, and is like, my flight leaves in three hours, get me a glass of wine. <laughs> and then I make my publisher pay for it. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it literally... It's a thing, yeah. It, yeah, this is... I, I switch identity at that point. It is... And this is a sort of weird compartmentalization I have to do because it is so weird being uh, essentially two different people. Right. Weird tangent. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone on Twitter knows about the chunky necklace because I talk about it all the time. Uh, recently, I got a request for my pen name, T. Kingfisher, under yes. which I write for adults to come give a talk. And this was incredibly surreal because T. Kingfisher is my pen name and I have never appeared anywhere as T. Kingfisher. (laughs) And suddenly I had to do who the hell is T. Kingfisher and what do they wear? And okay, no, I tell a lie. I think I went to one panel as T. Kingfisher once. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think T. Kingfisher may wear the hat. The hat may be the, the, the T. King the Fisher. The Kingfisher thing? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's a good hat. It's a good hat. It's um, a good hat. Uh, it has a little Kingfisher pin. 
Uh, T. Kingfisher normally wears a uh, a man's suit jacket, a uh, t-shirt with a Studio Ghibli character in jeans. That was what <laughs> she wore the last time, anyway. So, uh, anyway, that's the turner there. That's just... But it is weird how, by making this sort of mental construct, I get out of the media escort, like, car, I go into the the airport, I take off the chunky necklace, I put on the hat, and I am like, oh, mm-hmm. all right, now I get to be me for a while. Right. Um, however, that said, okay, like I said, I have a uniform, so I'm wearing literally the same clothes every single day, although not literally, like, the same object of clothing, just I, I roll up 12 black t-shirts right, and stick them in there. Mm-hmm. I bring in a couple extras. I do. I live and die by the little um, the nylon little organizational bags. bags. Yes, yeah. which is yeah. one place where I'm much more organized than Kevin. Weirdly enough, perhaps the only one. Quite possibly. Uh, I have, like, I have one for everything. I have the one that my jeans go in. I have the one my socks go in. The one my bra goes in. The one <laughs> my shirts go in. The uh, catch-all bag for dirty laundry, and I just set those all in my carry-on and. It's great. I get to a hotel room. I open up the carry-on. I pull out one of each. I lay them out on the dresser, and I'm done. One trick that Kevin taught me is that if you're going to be somewhere for more than the overnight, Mm -hmm. you unpack into the drawers. Yes. I never used the drawers in a hotel before I started traveling with Kevin. And I I usually only do it if it's going to be, like, more than two days. Yeah. Right? I have... We'll do it for something like AnswerCon, where we're there for five days, but I probably won't do it when I go to Open Source 101 next week, because I'm only going to be there, what, maybe uh, maybe two nights. Right. I need to extend my stay so that I'm not driving home from South Carolina at at one in the morning. I mean, it won't be the first time I've driven that far at one in the morning, but I'd really rather not on the, the, there's some rural roads that make me a little nervous on this route. And there's a lot to be said, actually, for (laughs) unpacking, to a certain extent, if you're going to be there for three or four days. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was most recently in Arizona for, in Tucson for the week, I unpacked and Mm -hmm. used the drawers, and it, I I won't say it makes you, it it makes you feel slightly less like a vagabond living out of your suitcase, Uh, and it's easier to find stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, the little nylon sleeves, you can get the pack systems, I think, like mm-hmm. Eagles Landing or something. I don't Eagle something sells Or, them. yeah, just find them on Amazon. Yeah, REI has mm-hmm. them. Uh, if you're a crafty sort, you can make your own. And in fact, um, friend of, I don't know if she's a friend of the show, but friend of General Life, uh, uh, Alexia, mm-hmm. makes these awesome little bags. She's crafty, she sews things, and at one point she's like, can I make you more bags? And I'm like, oh God, please make me one that's slightly larger because I I use them all the time. Like I have like four or five of these. I throw my necklaces, the chunky necklaces in one. I throw the carry-on stuff in one. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's no fabulous. no. I I have cables. Yeah, that's that's. I was gonna say I love these bags, and they're apparently really easy to make because she's using I think scrap fabric from her other projects. And so she's got all this scrap fabric and like, what am I going to do? So she just sits down and, and puts together a bag uh, as sort of like a calming thing. I've got one for cables. I've got uh, one that holds the portable recording rig uh, and the microphones that go with that. I mean, you know, I've got, 
They're super useful. They're yeah. just little zippered bags, and we uh, like mm-hmm. I have like four or five by yeah. uh, that she's made in my travel kit. Uh, they're they're just they're like pencil pouches almost. And they're yeah, and they're uh, if you look around, actually there are a couple scattered around the room <laughs> yes. where I've got things, and uh, in my new bag as well. Yes. So um, the whole thing about the ideal bag is probably a show by itself. Oh yeah, don't want to get into, but right now, but. Uh, there will be some. There is a letter about bags a little further ah, up here. Oh so. Lord! Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is handy. Um, one thing that mm-hmm. if you are traveling a lot, find a snack comfort food that you can bring with you. Oh yeah. Um, mine is. Uh, you'll laugh. Internet. First of all, red vines. I love red vines, and. People know this, and they bring it to me at stops on book tours, which is great, except sometimes everybody does it, and I'm like, I have five pounds of red vines. And people are like, is that a problem? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's the a TSA, glorious problem. The TSA looks at her funny. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they look at me funny about everything. Um, I also, uh, but just, like, have a snack food in your hotel mm-hmm. at night so that when it's, like, two in the morning, you're like, oh, God, I'm ravenous. But hell if I am going, particularly if your schedule gets totally out of whack like mine does, like I, after a couple of days, I don't know what time zone I'm in anymore. I will get hungry at random intervals. Um, I keep like some chips or seven layer nacho combos. Uh, mine's on, cliff bars. Yeah. I'll just, I'll, I'll buy a whole, like a handful of cliff bars either beforehand and throw them in my bag or at the airport Throw them in my bag. They're a little pricier at the airport, let me tell you. But that's, like, it's, what, 250 calories done. And they, for me, I like their flavor. You're not a fan, as I understand it. I'm not a, cl- the texture of Cliff Bars. Right. It turns me off. But, yeah. again, that it's a, it's a comfort food. It's something I recently came into, but it's something where I'm like, I know I can eat this, and it will give me everything I need, and, and it just, it, it kind of helps me wind down. Um, if you are, if you travel frequently, speaking of comfort food and familiarity and all, there is a whole thing where if you are in a local place, go to the local food, eat local things like that. And, and that is absolutely 100% true up to a point. Up, oh, yeah. If you are there on vacation, you know, and mm-hmm. then yes, go experience uh, all the local cuisine. Be like, take me to a restaurant that is typical of this place, whatever. Uh, if you are traveling because you have to get a job done and you're not getting to see cool stuff anyway, you can just go to Starbucks. I grant you absolution. You are not a bad human being. Just go get a damn coffee that you know what exactly what it'll be like. And yes, it's Starbucks, so the beans will be a little burnt and over-roasted, but you will know how to deal with that. It's There's a lot to be said for not introducing more sources of novelty into what is already a grim death of novelty. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a reason I have my gold Starbucks card, which is, you know, you you get a preloaded card and you purchase with the card and you reload it, and eventually you earn enough stars to get a gold membership. Yeah, he just hands it to me when I travel. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, but they send you, they literally send you a gold Starbucks card with your name on it and, and the number. But the whole idea is that this way I know, no matter where I am, no matter when I am, if there's a Starbucks nearby, I can get that bit of comfort food. Yeah. Right? And and comfort is not always about quality. Frequently, it is familiarity, and that is okay. You are you are granted mm-hmm. absolution. 
Uh, this is not to say that I will not go, when given the choice, to every weird hole-in-the-wall restaurant on Earth, because I will, but if I'm traveling on book tour, just just run me by Starbucks and we'll be fine. Don't want anything else to set your system out of balance. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm already hanging on to sanity by my teeth and yeah. my toenails. And, anyway, Well, and I've had some really shitty coffee, even by Starbucks standards, <laughs> on the road. So I do not begrudge anyone their Starbucks because, like you said, you know exactly what you're going to get and how to deal with it. Yes. What is... Um, uh, do you have anything to add for travel? Uh, my big thing for, for travel is, um, like, when I pack, unlike you, I, I don't have the here's a bag for everything. But what I do have is I have a bag for dirty clothes set aside so that when I get home, I know I can take this one bag out and that's the dirty clothes or maybe halfway through a trip like that. I swap them so that the clean clothes are in the bag and the dirty clothes are in the rest of my, my suitcase so that I, I have a, a really quick, cause I like to come home and just dump my dirty clothes right in the laundry when I'm there. Uh, two other quick tr- tips mm-hmm. I will add. Um, the suitcase scale, the little way oh my suitcase. Oh God! Thing. Yes, they're not super expensive, and they save you a lot of grief. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. in fact, yeah, I think we just keep ours in the suitcase, don't we? Yeah, I keep mine in the suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we own way too many suitcases now. Right. But- well, the well, and the, I guess that is the other thing about it is I I check bags because, um, when I was wearing contacts. And now, because of the teeth issues and stuff, I have to take a couple specialty items that aren't impossible to replace at the other end of the airplane, but they're a little pricey or annoying to have to deal with. Like, I've just landed, and now I have to go find the special mouthwash. I, I would rather risk having the bag lost than have to figure out how to transport all this stuff. And in on a the way home, by the mm-hmm. way, I check the suitcase, because then it doesn't matter. Right. You know, I'll be annoyed right. if it's lost. It'll be mm-hmm. a big pain in my ass. But if it's a day or two late, yeah. no biggie. But it's yeah. it's only happened twice on the way to someplace. It happens more frequently coming home. I uh, for me, uh, yeah. Well, there was that exciting moment when um, who was it? Iceland Air lost my suitcase. Yeah, on the way to uh, Finland. At, Finland and it arrived literally an hour before the Hugo ceremony and it yes. had all my clothes. Fortunately, a lovely uh, listener, Haley, who was finished, took me clothes shopping uh, that morning. Yes. And, uh, oh, that was fun though. Well, yes. And also, I still, I, that pair of jeans fits better than anything I have. Yeah. I clearly have a Finnish ass. Yeah. Uh, the other. Uh, uh, you mean Finnish ass? Aww. Uh, <laughs> You're sweet. Uh, there was one other tip and or trick I was going to suggest, and now it, I am drawing a blank. Um, suitcase weighing... Oh, oh, yep. if you are going somewhere where you know you're going to bring home a lot of stuff. Oh, God, yes. Get a, get a duffel bag, collapse it, put it in your suitcase so that it just accept you'll have two on the way back mm-hmm. and do that. Uh, that is saved... Kevin and I, a lot of grief on A couple trips. times, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not always just vacation, although certainly vacation. When we go places, people give us food, or we buy food for or, the podcast. Yep. Uh, books, souvenirs. Oh, yeah. Uh, stuff. Uh, stuff. The floor plants. I had to get past the TSA. Uh, you know, just, right, right. Just uh, throw another duffel bag into your suitcase if you think you're going to run extra. It saves a lot of time. Yes. 
All right. We should take a quick break before the next letter. Another, another, yeah, this is going to be a three break episode, guys, but that was, uh, that was a sincere thanks from Jennifer. And so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Uh, we will roll through a couple more letters. I'm going to punt some of the ones that came in in March until next month, because they're really actually big topics, and I want to give them enough time. And we've been at this a little over half an hour now, so... We don't want to shortchange anybody no, on the answers. No, we don't. Um, but it's so cool. There's so yeah. many letters. Man. Yeah. Feeling um, the love. Uh, this one's from George, who says, So, be- best girl, my wife Catherine, turned me on to your podcast. While you, you guys Catherine. are entertaining. Bookmarking the page, and we'll be working back through your episodes. George, and I'm writing down Catherine to give her a shout-out uh, in a little bit. Um, want to give a shout-out to all the letter writers, right? Yes. Um, I especially appreciate the line from episode 24, Screaming Angry Wolverine of Rage. <laughs> In the infotech industry, we have to deal with nonsensical shenanigans like just enter this account number on 15 different screens. Really, how about a punch to the throat, Mr. Coder? <laughs> Preaching the choir, can I get an amen? Amen! Um, in the end, I tell my coders to create as though the end user has their home address and Facebook password. Just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm stealing that. Okay. I'm absolutely stealing that line for work. Every so often, I just, you know, when when my boss says, so my boss understands that some of our our people aren't as technically astute as the rest of us. And And I I point out at this point that I am a, the only thing that stops me from being a Luddite is the fact that I think I know like four or five Python commands. Right. And the side effect on that is that since he's been in this business a long time, he's got the black humor and sometimes the not most polite way of, of phrasing things. So I'm going to see if I can, I, if I can work in the code, like they have your Facebook password (laughs) and your home address versus the code. Like they don't know their head from a hole in the ground. Yes. To be polite about it. All right. From Alyssa. Hey, Kevin, are there any organizational techniques you use when you have to prepare an article or presentation like you did for the Open Source 101 conference? Did you have to do research for it, or were you already so familiar with the material that it was more trying to find the best way to communicate it to people with less expertise? Did you rehearse your presentation out loud before you delivered it, or do you give enough presentations that you don't have to do that sort of thing? That is a fabulous set of questions. That is a fabulous set of questions. So, I'm bad. I'm horrible. Now, one of the things I do is I will sit down and I'll actually mull over how I want to structure my talk for days or weeks or months, depending on how much lead time I've got. Um, I did one for work, which was a series of three talks about agile methodology. 
and I must have gone through 15 or 16 drafts of the actual presentations I was giving. And as I draft the presentations, I kind of put together in my head what I'm going to say. I don't necessarily put down notes because what I found, I, I found this presentation, if you can find it, more power to you. I haven't been able to, I, I downloaded a copy and I'm glad because I can't find the link anymore, but it was called Steal This Presentation. And it was like a PowerPoint about how not to make sucky PowerPoints. And the first, the, the thing that really stuck with me and the thing that drives me crazy whenever I see someone do it is don't put your words on the slide. Put ideas, put maybe a highlight, but if you read directly off the slide and have everything you're going to say there on the slide, it is A, going to bore your audience, and B, it's going to make them stop paying attention, right? So as I'm, as I'm, what I'm really doing on the slides is I'm highlighting and I'm outlining. And so when I go in to actually give the presentation, I have a, a good idea as to what I'm going to say. I might have some notes to remind myself of things, but I don't sit down and work from a script and do it that way. I'm, I walk in there and put up the first slide and then we're off to the races by the seat of my pants. But I've been presenting for a long time, right? I've been presenting on uh, open source topics for the last, holy crap, 20 years almost. Never do the math. Right. I've been doing internal trainings for work on and off the entirety of my career. This is not, this is something I, I like doing and that I am happy to do. So I don't stress as much over it. Not like that first time I was teaching a class and it's like, oh God, I have to have all my notes and I have to have everything ready and I have to be able to. And I, I just found I didn't need it. You know, I can walk in, I can take a deep breath like I'm sitting in front of this microphone right now and start. It should be noted now i do uh for book tours i do presentations and mm -hmm. i have uh, two basic styles one is the i have to give a speech which uh mostly only comes up for like the hugo acceptance thing. right <laughs> uh i have done two of those and mm -hmm. people are always like wow that was really good yeah you know how many times i practiced that in the car yep they're short speeches I more or less worked them out by talking out loud, delivering them to an invisible audience while on long drives between Raleigh and mm -hmm. Pittsburgh in the car. For my book tour stuff where I can't just deliver an hour presentation cold without small children rioting in the streets, <laughs> I have, I literally will write things down. Actually, same with the speech. I write it down almost verbatim. Mm -hmm. And this works for me because writing dialogue is one of my skill sets. So if I write something verbatim, it is exactly like I talk. Yes. This is not necessarily a skill set that you will have unless you know exactly how you talk. And that's fine. This is a weirdly specific skill set that I happen to have because I'm a fiction author and because of a class I took called ethnographic interviewing in college. <laughs> uh, honestly, that... I swear half my career is due to that class. The thing to remember is play to your strengths. Know what you are good at. If you will panic, if you don't know what to say next, have things that you can refer to. Say this next, mm -hmm. do this next, do this. If you're good at improv, have faith in your improv skills. I happen to be very good at improv if I have a friendly audience. 
Mm-hmm. And small children, uh, they can turn on you like the sea. Just for the record, <laughs> like you don't turn your back on them. It's just like the tide. But for the most part, they're a friendly audience they if they're convinced you're on their side. Uh, I do a lot of science fiction panels. For the most part, friendly audience, mm-hmm. good-natured people. They don't want to see you fail. Um, I show up as a Toastmaster a lot. I very rarely will write a speech as the Toastmaster. I'll, ha- I'll have a sheet of notes on stuff I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, who made this possible. It is awesome to be here. Wow, right. you people are cool, etc. Uh and people keep having me back as a Toastmaster, basically because of the improv skills, I think. But again, this is a thing you can mm-hmm. learn. If you find that it is extremely stressful for you knowing to have to, you will have to improvise something, take away what you have to improvise. Yep. Write out what you're going to yep. say so you can yep. just, if you get stuck, you can look at the page and go, I say this next or this works here. Play to your strengths. Yep. And I, I have to say, was one of the best practices I've had has been doing art auctions with the Dorsai. Yes. Because I have to improvise. I never know until we walk in the door, like 10 minutes before the auction starts, what I'm going to be auctioning. So I have to be able to, to you know, I've, I've had to learn. Well, I kind of already had the skills, but I had to hone the skills where I look at something and be able to talk about it in an intelligent manner. Or at least a pseudo-intelligent manner. Right. you got to have me as an auctioneer sometime, man. I would, I would kick ass and take names. You know I would. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. So, actually, we've. Uh, uh, let me talk to the chairman at Anthrocon since you're the <laughs> since you're a guest of honor this year, because that's the sort of thing that you know works with charity auctions and things. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. From Britta. I'm a huge fan of your podcast, especially The Hidden Almanac, and I've been really enjoying Productivity Alchemy. I finally got around to listening to it when I went on a productivity tear over my winter break, and it's been enormously helpful. Habitica, the emergent task planner, bullet journaling, and disbound notebook systems are some of the things you've introduced to me which have genuinely revolutionized my habits. The happy planner can fuck right off, though. There's Yay! a special place in hell for people who start monthly layouts on Sundays, but weekly layouts on Mondays. I'm an academic with a bunch of different projects running at once, and I feel way more in control of the bits and pieces now. I've also flossed my teeth 31 days running, which is 30 more than I've ever managed before. Go you. Dude, I... I, Right? Wow. I'm really Mm -hmm. impressed here. Because having a ticky box in Habitica is more effective than several decades of sober warnings about dental health. Brains are weird. No, it's it's absolutely no, yeah. true. And yeah. honestly, one of the just to segue, one of the reasons I love my dentist is because I don't know if it's the fact that I am now old enough that I just don't care anymore. But I walk in, and all the people who know me don't bother with the speech. And like when they get a new person in, they're like, "Do you floss every day?" My response is, "I don't feel like lying to you." <laughs> this way, try this sometime. <laughs> Completely <laughs> flabbergast them. But uh, I'm just impressed that you don't have to lie about yeah, it. That's no, really that's amazing. Great. That's great. Um, I'm mainly writing to say that the Passion Planner people have PDFs of their whole system available to download if you jump through some minor hoops like signing up for their newsletter. Kevin seemed interested when one of your guests mentioned it. I think that was Case Alexander. So if you want to look at the system, they're very generous with the available downloads. Awesome. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Also, I've been waiting for Clockwork Boys since it was that thingy with the Paladin on LiveJournal, and I'm very happy now. 
Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, when was that one from? That that was just from the last month. Okay, so you've you've probably actually gotten the Wonder Engine already yeah. then. Yay, you know how it ends now. <laughs> yes. Um, By the way, thank you to yeah. everyone who's been so excited about uh, the Clockwork Boys books. They're... They have been sold better than I ever expected. My wildest dreams, mm-hmm. and now I'm terrified that you're all gonna hate the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is from Jen. I just wanted to drop you guys a line to say thank you for the wonderful podcast, Productivity Alchemy. I am in the process of a long overdue unfucking of my life, and the tips and positive attitude to approaching ways to get more productive have been very helpful. Yay. More helpful still is Ursula Test Subject Wombat and her <laughs> honest reviews of planners and the like. It gives me great hope that even though some planners and systems do not work for me, I can keep trying till I find one that fits me, that some people that and systems just do not get on, and just because you've tried the most popular planning organizational system and found it drove you bonkers, it does not mean that forevermore you're doomed to be a disorganized mess. No, it doesn't. And again, mm-hmm. it is not your fault right. if it doesn't work. Uh, just This applies to many things in life. Uh, uh, women's clothes are the one that oh. I always come back to, and thank God for the show What Not to Wear. Oh my God, yeah. Where oh, the, yeah. the one piece of advice I took away is, if it doesn't fit your body, it's not your body that's wrong. Right. It's the clothes design is wrong. Blame it, not you. You know, that's the, another human being was involved, and they did not make clothes that fit your body, and that has nothing to do with your body, just with their clothes. So, yeah, planners, same way. If it doesn't fit you, it's not a failing on your part. Right. You're just different than this particular one. I mean, you know, guys know how I am with planners. I'm still using Wonderlist. I write my deadlines in Wonderlist. It's mm-hmm. great. I am nearly certain the reason that I found one that works so beautifully is because it's going to go away soon, <laughs> and uh, thereby dooming me to wander cold and alone in the productivity void for the rest of my life, going, deadlines, oh, don't worry. deadlines. They are making new apps every day. Yeah, and you, you would know think, 90% yeah. of them blow. I know. Or at least they do for me. You're going to find the one that works for you, and that's great. Right. Okay. It's a gold. It really is. <laughs> Hello, also bags. This is from Stevie. Thank you for making podcasts, but more than that, thank you for posting about them repeatedly in places like Twitter. Sometimes it takes repeated telling of me for me to do anything at all, even when I know it'll be good. Finally started listening my way through Productivity Alchemy when I got wireless headphones I could use at work and have since been using episodes of it or KUEC on my hour drive home every day. Hilarious and lovely magic. I'm still very near the start of Hidden Almanac, but I already know it will be a sad day when I have to wait like everyone else for the next episode. Aww. There are only like 600 and somewhat of them <laughs> at this point, so you got a little ways to go. <clears throat> this was like two weeks ago, too, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you mentioned bags a while back. In addition to office supplies and pens, I also love bags, or thought I did until I tried to look up some options and couldn't think of anything. Right now I have an Osprey Comet, or whichever one has the handle on the front for when you need to chuck it out in or out of a car. I love it, but lately I've mostly been using the frontmost pocket and the drink holders, and I thought it would be a good time to take a look at messenger-style bags. Aside from Chrome and Timbuktu, I don't really know many other brands that I can love as hard as I have my Osprey backpack. There was a soup explosion incident, and despite saying not to, the bag met it through the washing machine in amazing shape. (laughs) 
I know Osprey makes messenger bags too, but I didn't like the look of them much. I still feel like I'm missing some obvious and known brands that can handle daily constant use well. Do you have any recommendations? Oh, See, Lord. the thing is, no, but I have. I actually don't. My recommendation is buy the Timbuktu. Every last messenger bag, except for two of them that I bought in the last 10 years, have been Timbuktu's. They're durable. Um, the one lasted... The so, black and purple one? The black and purple one that went on safari with us, that went to Finland with us. I think that was its last trip. No, I bought a new bag for that one because my back couldn't take that messenger bag anymore. Um, but it went to Ireland. It's 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 a workhorse. And the only reason I stopped using it is because my back can't use that style bag anymore. It's a, it's a crossbody. Um, so it can be either a regular messenger bag or crossbody. And, and I, the, it, it hurts now to use. Um, that's probably more me than the bag. Um, what did we just say? It's not your body that's, that's right. wrong. It's not my body that's wrong. So I, I've been using Osprey backpacks. Um, and I have two that are really good laptop bags. They are fantastic for travel. Yep. Um, I could use them for all my stuff, but they're too much to carry around on a day-to-day. So I have, what is it, a knockoff Israeli... It's not a knockoff. That's a genuine military surplus. Right. So I've got this... this um cloth military surplus messenger bag from, I guess, the Israeli army? That one's from the Israeli army. From the Israeli army in black, and it is great. It's just really floppy, but it weighs nothing, and while it isn't as durable as a Timbuktu for just a daily, I'm going to grab this and run to the coffee shop with my Kindle and my planner, it's perfect. What I just picked up is the bag of my dreams that I have been waiting for the sale on for month. I think 18 months since I saw this bag. I've wanted this bag, and I finally said, fuck it, this sale, I'm buying it. And that is a Tilly bag. Tilly are perhaps mm-hmm. most well-known for their hats. Yes. If you are a burger, mm-hmm. uh, there is a 95% chance you own a Tilly hat. Right. And I own about three. They, they're they not cheap, but they are completely indestructible. I The only reason that I would have to uh, own more than one is that I need one for cold weather, one for warm weather, the one I stole from Kevin, right, and the one that uh, blew off my head in Africa and was probably eventually eaten by a hippo. So I had to replace it because I, mm-hmm. if you destroy the hat, as long as you send them the shreds, they'll replace it. But that one, you know, that I felt, one flew I, off the back of your head while we were doing something like fifty miles an hour on a road in Africa. There was no way to stop and go back. For yes, it. exactly. I think we were in a game park, so we couldn't go back because we couldn't get it out of the truck. Right. So it was. I was like, okay, hat is gone to live with the hippos. Yes. Um, but I own a bunch of Tilly hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, my standard hat is the Indiana Jones hat because, but that's just because I have a thing about Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, I also wear a lot of Tilly hats. Mm-hmm. Tilly also makes bags. Yes. And so what I did, the one I, I looked at and was staring at forever is their waxed cotton convertible knapsack. It is a, over-shoulder bag, but you can move the straps in such a way it has a third clip on it that you can go clip, clip, clip and your regular over-the-shoulder strap turns into backpack straps. This is fantastic, because one of the things I loved... I, I need both shoulders to be able to carry something, but I don't always want to have to deal with a backpack. So this way I can have whatever I need out of the bag, and it's really good material because it's waxed cotton and leather. 
And the thing is, you will pay for quality. These are oh, not yeah. cheap. Uh, even with the discount, um, I think it was in the 200 range. But, yeah. I mean, a lot of the the Timbuktu's not, aren't terribly cheap either. So. Yeah, no, the, the, the really, I think you're talking at least $150 for, like, the large laptop messenger bag from Timbuktu or something. But... There's a couple other varieties, and uh, damn, I have one in an email somewhere that a friend of mine sent me, which is he says this is this will wear so hard that you are so well that you will pass it on to your heirs and your will. <laughs> but I have no idea where the link is now. Um, there's a lot of good like micro system kind mm-hmm. of bags where you can make a custom bag that is exactly to your characteristics. I yep. want this, 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 and this. Then you look at it and it's $600 to make the bag you want and you laugh hysterically and, and click yeah. no. Uh, I personally have uh, two standards. Mm-hmm. One is, well, first I have, I have a purse. Right. I have gone through, there was a large stretch of my life when I did not carry a purse because, frankly, I had absorbed a lot of things, sort of toxic ideals about coding female, and I did not want to be one of those girls who wore purses. I had a backpack, damn it. Well, now I've got a purse because it holds my damn uh, iPad. And your binoculars. Uh, No, I don't keep the binoculars in the purse. I keep those in the truck. Okay. Okay. well, those are your truck binoculars. Yeah, well, there's that's a lot of weight to have to carry. Right. right. I need a better pair of truck bins, incidentally. So, and it also, uh, lately I have the little tiny Bluetooth uh, keyboard that yes. is super flat, but it can attach to my iPad. So if all of a sudden I'm somewhere and I'm going to be stuck there for two hours, I can write. Now, mm-hmm. uh, that I have a Travel On is the brand, and it has the nice zip out sort of drink holder uh, bottle holders on the side it's not oh, a yeah. huge uh, it does not have a very large carrying capacity it doesn't need to for what i do it's perfect for my this is the bag i grab and go to lunch mm-hmm. go to dinner or whatever if i want to carry a laptop when i'm going to the coffee shop i too have a knockoff military yeah. uh, i have a, a uh, italian mail bag or something and it's very nice it's it's it is a battered old leather thing and there's been a couple times i've i'm just like i i was i've been lusting after that bag but now i've got the tilly i really wanted and i'm kind of in love with it so uh and this is still the one that uh, this is a over the shoulder bag this is what i take to the coffee shop Mm -hmm. my lap i can throw my laptop in it i throw my mouse in it i throw a cable in it. it this is basically the bag my laptop lives in right if I am traveling, I need a backpack. Mm-hmm. And this is, I have a canvas one, a canvas and leather one that was honestly fairly cheap on Amazon that I think uh, was on my wish list and a fan sent me. Uh, thank you, Kithrop. I think that was you. And that thing is worn like iron. Like, I looked oh, at yeah. it and I was no. like, you know, for. The price, it's indestructible. I have taken it all over hell and back, and nothing has happened to it. The one downside is it's like straw-colored canvas. It's still straw-colored canvas, amazingly enough. It, all, Despite all the abuse, I have not okay, seen the, it the, No, let me, let me say there, there are two drawbacks. Oh, yeah. Okay, for you, yes. Yeah, so one of the things is, though, this bag uses a drawstring and then a flap over it. And the flap doesn't latch. It has magnets to hold it closed. They Either Ursula is forgetting to 
put the magnetic clasps or they pop out. They uh, don't pop out. I just, I pulled mm-hmm. the drawstring and then don't give a shit anymore. Right. But you don't knot it and you don't, you don't put the clasps. So there's often times when we're like moving across an airport and I'm like saying, hold on, tightening her bag and, and putting the magnetic clasps in. Nothing's be- ever fallen out. He's just paranoid. Yeah. Well, I'm paranoid about something falling out and I'm paranoid that it would be incredibly easy for someone going the other direction to just go yoink and walk out with that, with your iPad. Because it's like the thing that's always on top. So well, anyway, it's anyway. Uh, I use it a lot for mm-hmm. uh, around the uh, the uh, around town. I have taken it on trips. It has worked great. Um, I have most recently also acquired a Tilly because I started lusting after Kevin's as soon as it arrived, and I yeah. wasn't willing to do the thing where I wait for him to find the minuscule flaw that renders it unusable <laughs> six months later. Where because Kevin goes. Uh, Kevin is fickle about bags. A bag is the greatest thing on earth until it isn't. So I was like, if I just wait long enough, this bag will be mine. Or nah. there's a sale on right now. <laughs> <laughs> and and I have to admit, the um, of the three bags that are in my primary group right now, um, I'm fickle about bags now, but it's much more on a, I have a bag for an appropriate use. Yes. Right? If... I'm going to be taking a long trip, like a long plane ride, like when we go to next time we go to Europe or wherever. I'll probably take that great big honk in Austria again. Become people who just go to Europe. Well, we plan it a little more in a, you know in advance than like that. Two but, years in advance. Yeah, but but I've got that great big Osprey I bought just before we went to Iceland. Yes. Right. Um, and I could, I can carry a spare set of clothes and my laptop and my camera and all that stuff in it. I've got the smaller one that I'll take, depending on what I'm doing, um, I'll take for cons or other events, although I'm hoping this Tilly takes the place of it. And then I've got, you know, the grab-and-go. It just has a couple things so that I can go to the coffee shop or I can sit outside with the chickens. You know, it's got pens, it's got my planner, it's got stuff. Yeah. But that that's the Israeli bag, and I'm hopeful that the Tilly will take the place of that as well. So anyway, as long as yes, I don't overload it, that's my big a, problem. We are a fifty million bag household, and if you ever want to talk about birding, uh, birding specific bags for that sort of thing, uh, mm-hmm. I can go off on that too. Yeah. Uh, I use a thing called the Fox Tactical Hipster. I'm not proud, yeah. but I, I I will say uh, if of the in answer to the question, my go to brand for a messenger bag that is designed for high impact, that is designed for weather resistance, that is generally designed not to destroy your back unless you, you know, unless you overuse it or... This is the one downside that is Tilly. They are cute little leather straps, but I'm going to need to put padding on them. Right. But my first response when anybody says, I want a messenger bag, is take a really good look at the Timbuktu's. I have been... I've been a satisfied customer now for, I want to say 15 years. You know, if I bought a, remember you, you almost yelled at, no, were, were we dating when I bought the 17 inch MacBook from the 15? I think so. Oh. So I was at city of Raleigh and I went out and I got a bag because the 17 didn't fit in the 15 inch bag. And then two years later, when I replaced the laptop with a smaller, I think I went to the air, I went and got another bag and you're like, but you just bought this. Yeah. But that bag's too big. But all of those bags were Timbuktu's. <laughs> right. And to be fair, he hands them off to his offspring who right. need backpacks and mm. bags and things and like I'm, that. And I'm probably going to hand, hand uh, the one that 
uh, survived all the international travel to the door size. We put together a couple um, uh, multiple go kits so that we can hand a bag to people and say, here's everything you need to be at a convention. Yeah. Or to, to run security at a convention. So. All right. Anyway, so yes, mm-hmm. lots of thoughts about bags. We will report yep. back on how the Tilly ultimately works. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right, final letter. Really short one. This is from Megan. Hi, given you're being hit by the spring cleaning bug, have you tried Conmar- the KonMari method? Yes, Ursula, it's a little culty. <laughs> I think people go way too crazy with it sometimes, but the core concepts have helped me declutter a lot. P.S. I'm a med student. Please measure your glucose and blood pressure. Please, please, please. Yes, as a matter of fact, I have tried the KonMari yes. method. I think it works. I uh, think it's a cult. Strange reversals. Uh, it allowed me to... <laughs> My sock drawer and my underwear drawer stayed organized for over a year. It's a cult. She once made me thank a pair of jeans before sending them off. I I was like, what? It served you faithfully and well. Um, It appeals to me because I am very animist in nature, so if I'm like... (laughs) You know, if I'm going to throw out a bra, that bra and I have had a very intimate relationship. I am perfectly willing to take the bra and say, thank you for your service, bra. I'll miss you. Uh, Kevin was uh, a little turned off by that. I uh, Well, it was, it was like, as you were thanking them individually before throwing them out, like if you just said, you bar- bras have been great and it's been real, and then toss them, it would have been one thing, but as you were thanking them individually before throwing them out, I was just like, I, I need to leave now. <laughs> I did most of it when he wasn't there. There are two drawbacks to the KonMari <laughs> method. The first is, like anything else, uh, you have to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. See, also, my underwear drawer is no longer organized, and I would need to sit down, do a big spring cleaning purge. I really need to clean the closet anyway, but there are a couple of very strong principles, namely, if you grab an object and you're like, eh, right. you don't need it. Um, unless, obviously, it's like, you know, a, a colander or something where you need a colander. But right. it's it's sort of the, the principle, certainly with clothing is where it applies the most, is... If you grab a thing and you're just like, well, it was expensive, I don't want to throw it out, as opposed to, oh yeah, I love how this makes me look. If you right. do not grab it and feel, yay, then screw that thing. Throw it, thank it for its service and send it on its way. Right. Um, right. I purged a lot of my closet. The drawback to this is that once you start doing it, there is so much crap that, and this is any <laughs> decluttering system, frankly, not just KonMari. Uh, you want to get rid of it all. You're like, I am going to become a minimalist and live in uh, with one futon and a single perfect orchid. Well, in our house, the dog would eat the orchid. And if you, yeah. if I lived by myself, mm-hmm. I could have taken the whole house down to the studs with this uh, system, yeah. and I probably would have been happy. Yeah. There was a slight... Uh, difficulty with this, and he's sitting next to me. It would... Look, it was okay while it was your stuff, but when you started to, like, edge into... I'm, I'm like, that. that's my stuff. Yes, and you can't throw away other people's stuff. Yeah. That is that is one of the rules, you know, yet, and which is, is clear on, don't throw away other people's stuff. Other people's stuff really starts to get to you. 
<laughs> this is uh, this is any decluttering system again, not con, not just Conmari. Not just Conmari, yeah. And uh, Kevin is uh, has a lot of stuff. I'm getting better. I'm Compared slowly, to me. yeah. I'm slowly getting rid of stuff I'm not using, or is gathering dust, or is broken, and I'm never actually going to fix. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I am the ruthless one when it comes to anything. Kevin's mm-hmm. like, hmm, and I'm like, you haven't used it in ten years. Throw it away. And he's like, but what if I want to make paella? I'm like you've never made paella in your life. Throw it away. Uh, That's true. I don't like, have a paella thing though. It was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> uh, I mean, anyway, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why paella was the first thing that came to mind. It just, that was, that was the word that was in my head. So I ran with mm-hmm. it. Uh, but it can be a source of tension in any relationship. If the two people are not on the same level with their decluttering efforts. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I love you very much, Kevin. And you don't. The only time you spend in here is when you have to record in yes. my studio, because this is by far now the most pl- cluttered part of my living space. Gives me hives. Right. Um, and my studio is a disaster area in some regards. Don't get me wrong. Right, but you don't have stacks of things that you've meant to deal with or need to throw away and just haven't bothered with. You know. Like, I I see the cable for the stereo that was in your car two cars ago that we're going to put into the other car, and now it's just like, why do I even have that? I don't even know if we've still got... I think I threw out the stereo. So we can get a new wiring harness if we ever need to, but we probably won't, and I should no, just toss that. No, I believe that. we gave the stereo away. Did we? Yeah, uh, I think Larry took the stereo. No, he didn't. It was He, he took it out of the car, so I, I, we yeah. have, I have the stereo and the wiring harness. Um, but the stereo is like somewhere in the garage and the wiring harness has been sitting on my desk going, I'm going to put this in car X repeatedly now for a while. So I don't think that's going to happen. No, I think it's been about eight years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So probably toss that. Yes. Anyway, uh, I actually think the KonMari method is very effective. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked it. It worked very well for me. It allowed me to organize my closet for a number of years, and frankly, if the closet had not turned into a bit of a disaster area with all of us leaving our suitcases in it because we were traveling so goddamn oh, much, God, yeah. and me just like pitching stacks of, of t-shirts <laughs> in wherever they would stand up, uh, it I would still be doing it today. I would probably start it again, given the chance. I just you know time. You're 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 overdue. I'm, I'm waiting for that for that bug to hit. I'm gardening a lot. Okay, okay. Yeah. So when when we have, like, a week of thunderstorms or something. When I cannot garden, I am going to snap and clean the closet out, and there will be a lot of screaming. Fortunately, the majority of things in that closet now are not mine. Exactly, so I can throw them away with impunity. That's right. And uh, or take them to goodwill, as is yes. the case may be. Yes. All right. Uh, that's all the letters I'm going to get. Th- we're going to get through this time because I think we've spent a little over an hour on that, and don't want the show to go too long. Thank you, everyone who wrote in. I'll, I'll do all that in a minute, but I need a drink, and so we'll be right back after this break.
So Ursula abandoned me during the break because she was like, you should throw that thing away. And I'm like, yeah, I'll throw that thing away. And then I was throwing other things away. And then a friend called about uh, some stuff for a TNT game. And then it was 20 minutes later. So I did throw out several of the things that were cluttering up that one shelf. And I'm just going to keep poking at it little bits at a time. Because sometimes it's just make some progress and then and, and feel good about it. It's when you stop making progress and backsliding. You know, you just have to stop and go, okay. I can do this. We'll just get back on track. No big deal. I want to thank everyone who wrote in this week. We had Mandy and Alicia and Unicorn Duke and Jennifer and George and Catherine, uh, Alyssa, Britta, Jen, Stevie, and Megan. Hopefully I didn't miss anybody in that. I didn't get all the letters we've gotten uh, since, I guess, the beginning of March. But And I, I put a couple of the bigger ones off for next month because I want to I want to have a lot of time to devote to them. So thank you everyone who writes in. I read everything even if I don't necessarily read it on air because there's a couple things that are like interview requests and things like that that I'm kind of shuffling off to the side because I don't need to read those on air. Except for the one. Thank you Alicia and thank you for taking the time to talk to me the other day. I cannot wait to share that interview with you guys. So coming up uh in the next couple weeks we've got Alicia and her work as a park ranger. We've got friend of the show, Alan Wexelblot, Michelle's husband, and that was a great conversation. We've also got uh, listener Elizabeth is one of our interviewees, and that was a, another phenomenal conversation. Did that one just last night, and I can't wait to share that with you, but I have to because the shows only come out once a week, and I don't want to give you like five hours of listening material on a, on a single Thursday. Let's talk about our badge codes. We issue open badges. This is a standard set forth by Mozilla, and you can take the badges, and you can take the images. They have metadata associated in them, and you can upload them to other badge-displaying sites. I know there's one for Mozilla, and I believe that Fedora.org has some for Fedora Linux, and they're, they're all over the place. Really, really love open badges. Go to the bottom of the page, and you have to do it in a real web browser because mobile web browsers are a little funky. And at the bottom of any page, at least on the desktop web browser on productivityalchemy.com, there's a little box, and you can enter in that box. This week, enter Chunky Necklace, all one word, and you will get the episode 42 badge, which I'm about to go design and put up so that you guys will actually be able to claim it when this comes out. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash V. You guys are what make these podcasts possible. You help pay for the food for KUEC. You help pay for things like new microphones when microphones blow up. You help pay for the medicines we need to get through KUEC and uh, hosting fees, all that good stuff. I want to thank you guys in particular. I'll get a list someday, and, and we'll just do a big thank you episode. It's important to be grateful and have gratitude, kind of like with Mari. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that one. Be grateful to the people who are helping support you, as well as everybody who listens, everybody who retweets. I love you all, but special shout out to the Patreon people. Don't forget, I also have a coffee page, ko-fi.com slash k-s-o-n-n-e-y. Again, that's linked from the productivityalchemy.com webpage. Buy me a coffee. I run on coffee. Coffee is my my daily beverage of choice, followed quickly by carbonated water with maybe a little lime, maybe a little grapefruit in it. Uh, 
And that's it for this week, folks. So thanks a lot to everybody who wrote in. Thank you all for listening. Have a good week and stay productive.